Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Manchester. Your Manchester is powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, which has now arrived here in Manchester. Future Fibre broadband is ultra-fast and ultra-reliable and with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. Plus, you can connect over 75 devices at once, so bye-bye fighting over the Wi-Fi. As if it couldn't get any better, Future Fiber plans now come with an Amazon Aero mesh router, so you can get the latest in Wi-Fi 6 technology for free. To see if your postcode can get Future Fiber, search TalkTalk Future Fiber now. On the show tonight... Well, we have got the fabulous and great Peter Duncan, from fresh from here from Blue Peter to Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella. Yeah, we... Cinderella. Who else is on, Cocker? We've got Joe Britton, and all the way from the North Pole, Santa's here. Not the Father Christmas Santa Claus. The one, the only, the red dress, the red dress, the red suit and white beard. That's very, very exciting. So stick around, everybody, for today's... Podcast edition of Your Manchester. Living legend joins us now. You may remember him from his Blue Peter days in the 80s. If not, you might remember him called Duncan's Dareth, everybody. Well, nevertheless, he's here now to talk to us about Panto. Welcome, Peter Duncan. Welcome, <laughs> Peter, to the show. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm very well. Just had a nice bath, so I'm very relaxed. Good. Oh, very nice. Tell us all about this Panto, man. This is very unusual and very different. Where was it born from? What was the idea? Give us some information. Well, I was touring in a musical last year and uh, and it all stopped because of the pandemic. And I came home and I kind of thought, well, uh, what am I going to do? And I had this idea of, of filming a sort of a, a pantomime in my garden and my neighbour's garden. I did Jack and the Beanstalk. We kind of we kind of thought about I'm Sorry, I've, got, I've just realised I've seen my own hair. I normally have a pandemic ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man, but I'm not really. Um, and then so I decided uh, with with some who friends are in the film business, we were going to make a little film and do it online. But then it it kind of grew and grew, and it ended up becoming a big film. And then when it came to this year, I thought, am I going to do this again? I hope theatres are back, and I love them all. But I always thought that we'd be in this kind of nebulous status of our people going to theatres, are they not? And and of course, schools watch our panto quite a lot as well. So uh-huh. we did it again, and this time we uh, we're even on a bigger cinema run. We're at the all the view cinemas this weekend in Manchester at the at the uh, the Lowry and the Print Works at two thirty Saturday and Sunday. Sorry, that's the end of the plug. Um, but there's something about watching it on the big screen which is so exciting. And of course, I grew up with Panto. It's what my mum and dad did, and so I'm I'm kind of immersed in that world. And I, I, I you know, I'm just so excited by it all, really. And and um, I'm very excited to be here. It, it looks fantastic. Where was it filmed, though? Because, I mean, some of the, the sets and the, the locations that you're using are quite bang on the nail to what Cinderella would be doing. <laughs> well, she's a very poor girl, really. Um, She lives, obviously, in Hard Up Hall with Baron Hard Up, and he's, he's mm-hmm. having a bit of a time. A bit like a lot of people, really. Things Times are hard. And then these two, as you know the story, these two ugly sisters, uh, one called Billy Eyelash, that's me, and the other one called Ariana <laughs> Shande, Shandy to her mates. They come a bit in their too. Um, so, um, and that's where the story kind of begins. And, of course, Buttons, you know the story, is deeply in love with her. And and what you can, I think what you can do on films that, as, as opposed to the stages, you can 
can make it you can make it much more intimate and you can and draw as well as drawing the the uh, larger than life characters you can make these real characters so so kids and grown-ups kind of get drawn into the story much more than sometimes they do in a, a knockabout panto and and uh, you know i've always loved the era of laurel and hardy and and chaplin and and the, so there's elements of uh, you know good slapstick and slosh in there too and of course the music and when you make an original score um you spend uh, you know uh, half your life uh, getting people to write songs and then orchestrating it and, and oh. so it's you know it, it is a proper film and we did our um we did our, our premiere at the Everyman's cinema in, in london on on saturday and we've we've had about 10 crits and they're all five star so we're, we're a little bit too overexcited i would say <laughs> so do you think this is a possibility of where panto can go then because of the way the world is at the moment and people worrying about theaters you think this is the perfect opportunity for that no i i think it belongs in, in the theater but you have to remember before uh, the theaters you know a lot of the the comedy dell'arte all the knockabout stuff was very much about traveling players not and pantomime has always evolved from the 40s and the 50s and it's always changed its shape a bit you know when the pop stars came in the 60s and even in my days when my mum and dad did it, it was very much more a, a sort of there was a funny man and there were these these characters but i i think it's it's a good involvement really you you just like you would in the theater you shout out to the characters on screen we give you time to do that we um we also let you um sort of um I suppose joining with a song, the song, the song she's at the end. So everything is designed for what what I would call interaction, like they do sometimes. You go and see a film and it's a sing along, but this is a bit more mm -hmm. sophisticated. And of course, you because we all know what to do, unless you're very little, and then you're told what to do. So the thrill of shouting out at the big screen, really, and I've seen it last year, and I've seen it once this year, and of course, it it really does work, and it's a bit of a novelty to begin with. But I have to tell all the cinema chains to turn the volume up because once the kids get going it's a cacophony you know so mm -hmm. because you're not why alive, you can't say shut up <laughs> why are you so passionate about pantomime peter well it's because i grew up with it because my parents used to do it my dad was a pantomime producer and my mum paid principal girl and then principal boy and when i was a little boy um i used to wait to go up for the song sheet my dad was a funny man and and I used to go every time I was there. So about in the panto season, I'd go on stage 20 times and sing the song sheet. But I'd always pretend I didn't know him and he'd pretend he didn't know me. So I was like a rehearsed feed. And I put my arm around the little girl and, and I tried to kiss. I can't do that anymore. Of course, I tried to kiss her. And, and I was five as well, I'd point out. And, and all that was such fun. And I, I, you know, I worked up almost a routine with him. And because it, it was, and I suppose that's where I probably learned to become an actor, really. My heart has always been in it. And, and I, and I mean, I'm a proper, a proper, I'm a straight actor, really. And then I kind of got into my Blue Peter days. And then I only really came to it after that time in the sort of late 80s. Well, you touched on something there, and that is, of course, Blue Peter. And I know a lot of our viewers will be tuning in to talk about Blue Peter with you. How did that come about? And what was your favourite highlights of that, doing them two stints? Because you did two stints, the rarity. Yes, well, I did. I did. I was doing a TV series called King Cinder with the, the fantastic Leslie Manville, who was also my girlfriend at the time. And now she's a big movie star. Um, and the Blue Peter always looked for kind of actors and performers to become their next presenters. And I think because of my variety background, I was a bit in, intrigued about being a, a Blue Peter presenter. And also because I think doing live stuff like radios or TV, it's very much akin to the theatre. And I did actually turn it down the first time. I was going to take over from old Noxy, who was, a, a, you know, the, the original action man and, and, and a yeah. genius at what he did. 
And then two years later, the wonderful Biddy Baxter said, do you want to do it this time? And again, and in a, in a mad moment, I said, yeah. And I did it for about four or five years. And then I left again to go back to do theater work and other stuff. And then I came back and did Blue Peter again. And my own series, Duncan Dares, those people remember. Duncan Dares. I've seen those. Before I kick the bucket, I'm going to do Duncan Dares too. Or maybe I'll do, kick the bucket doing Duncan Dares too. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Why not? I mean, they, it was all quite daring stuff that you did. Yeah, no, my first day on Blue Peter was actually cleaning uh, the clock face of Big Ben. And in those days, you just used to lower a little stick over the edge. And there's still clips you can see of it. And a stick, I say, I like it. they used to call it a bosun's chair. And you sit on the chair and you just hang on. And they'd lower you down. They'd give you a, a bucket and a chamois leather and you'd be cleaning the clock face. Where do you keep your Blue Peter badges? Oh, I should have had one. I could have showed you my gold one, couldn't I? Look, pretend. Oh, well, I've, got, I've got a little box full, but they're running short, I have to say. Oh, well, so do, you, do you still give the mates of kids then or anyone that recognises no, you? I'll give out to plumbers and motor mechanics to do a good job. <laughs> That's a fair point. Be like, you deserve this. Thank you. <laughs> No, I'll give it to you before, yeah. If you do a good job, you'll get a badge. You get a Blue Peter badge? A Blue Peter badge. Don't tell the BBC I'll get into terrible trouble. That's better than checkertrade.com, though, isn't it, really? You don't get better praise than that, do you? Blue Peter badge, I tell you. So, um, Cinderella, tell us where it's on, where we can find it. Well, this weekend, it's on in Manchester, the Manchester Prickworks and the Manchester Larry at the View Cinemas. Two o'clock, uh, no, 2.30, I've got that wrong. And it's rolling out at all cinemas up uh, north and... And in London, it's just been on the Everyman and the Showcase cinemas. And it, it's kind of in different times. But the, the great thing about it is that um, we also have lots of schools watching and they, they can buy it online as scouts and guides can and care homes and all kinds of people. So if you just go to pantoonline.co.uk, you, you can buy it yourself. But um, I watch it, you know, having watched it twice in the cinema now, it's just it's just so um well, i'm just so excited about it because it's such a novelty and you there you are watching this big big screen and all these characters are huge on the screen really i was thinking sounds... about that old woody allen film you remember that old i can't think what's called now really all the characters keep stepping out of the screen in different parts of the world and, and they all start to meet up i feel like i want to step into the screen and be with them maybe that's next year then maybe that's next yes. year where you're doing on screen and on stage Here, at the same time good. you can I'm sit sure and have a conversation on screen with someone I'm saying we sure meta-universe meta with Zuckerberg, it could be possible, you know. She's here every week to give us a minute of mojo, and today she's in the studio to take us through our Christmas depression and how things can be made better. It's Joe Britton. Well, let me ask you a question first. How is your Christmas mojo? It's simmering. It's simmering. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a scale of one to ten, yeah. ten is mojo magic. Yeah. Where are you? I'm, I'm probably about five. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's quite so a like moment. Christmas for me, it, it goes from you know, it starts off and I go, oh, bad humbug. Yeah, and then it hits about <laughs> the week before, few days before Christmas, and suddenly it settles in. Whenever you've got the lights on, the trees up, the family's round, oh. you know, it's that fun. The warmth, the warmth, yeah, yeah, the warmth. Well, I'm with you on that because I'm a little bit like that. I've done nothing yet. I've got yeah. no tree up. I've done no. no well, I did a little bit of Christmas shopping online last night. So I guess the question then to answer is what would make that a mojo Christmas for you? So from a five to a ten. But to be completely honest, if I knew that we were definitely having Christmas would help. That would that would really That's help us. A bit of a solid we don't know what's going on. I've been really looking forward to it up until like last week. And this is the 
challenge that we've got at the moment, isn't it? Like, especially with all the news and things going on, we've like second time around where you're making plans or you think this time mm-hmm. around, oh, we'll be back mm-hmm. to a bit of normal. See, yeah, whatever that is these days. So, to have a mojo Christmas, it might be quite a challenge for many people at the moment you plan you've been planning things and suddenly all those plans go out of the window so i think the thing that you can do is just acknowledge for some people they might be feeling a bit low a bit lonely a bit sad about things that they wanted to do that perhaps they might not be able to do anymore so really be realistic right and acknowledge your emotions and your feelings because Mm. actually there's all this stuff with Christmas and there's pressure and expectation sometimes that comes with it, isn't there? Like, it's the most wonderful time of the year and everything has to be perfect. But actually, we put all these expectations and pressures on ourselves. Yeah. And we don't really need to do that, quite yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of take one thing at a time. Yeah. A lot of the challenge, I think, around Christmas for people is like the financial burden of it. Mm-hmm. And at the minute, Absolutely. that might be quite difficult for a lot of people, depending on your own situation. So I know it sounds really boring and a bit simple but just have a budget what is it that you can afford i think what you're saying is basically be realistic about everything and be honest with yourself about everything isn't it absolutely yeah i mean shrink it in your mind if it's overwhelming for some people all of this is overwhelming the reality is it's a couple of days in a year (laughs) yeah it's a couple of days where realistically the main focus of it should just to be happy and joyful while most people stress about Oh, I need to get the big prayers and I need to spend all this money. And really, you don't need to do that because it's what's more important is the person that's receiving it will care more that you've even put some thought into it. Exactly. And oh, some people, that is so nice. branding. And some And so it doesn't have to be to a great expense at all, does no, it? You no. know, you can make it with that thoughtful idea, whatever yeah. that is. So, I know you are keen to do some exercises. I'm here. always keen so, for exercises. So, here is one. So, it's really quite easy and you do it every year at Christmas time without realising it. But what is really good for our mojo is we have in our body something called the vagus nerve. It's actually a bundle of nerves mm-hmm. and it regulates our most of our internal organ, organs and the systems around those organs. And there's something called vagal toning and it's super simple and easy to do. And people with a high vagal tone find that they're less stressed and they can cope with a lot of pressure and bounce back from Mm -hmm. setbacks more easily with a lower vagal tone you tend to feel a bit more down or could even be depressed and a lot more stressed so there is a really super simple way that you can start toning your vagus nerve we do it all the time around christmas what is your favorite christmas song i'm silent night I, I don't know. Um, oh, all I want for Christmas. All I want for oh, Christmas. I love that yeah, one too. I think all I want for Christmas. One of the songs that everyone goes, "Oh, for goodness sake!" That's no, and the moment it comes on, we all go. You can't help it. Uh, you can't help it. So pick one. Which is the one we're going to do to tone our Vegas nerve? <laughs> it's got to be all I want for Christmas. Right, come on then, Flo. I'm okay. here for the ride. So what we want to do, and I know you sing, and I heard you right at the beginning as well. I think before the cameras rolled. So. Are you ready? I'm ready. You can sing it or you can hum it. I'll hum it. Are we ready? One's cheaper than the other. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. Ready. Um, the count of three? Let's do it. We'll start from my eyes. I'll be humming. I'm singing the words. I don't know the words. You do know the words. Go on, go. Thank goodness. Counters in, Joe. Three. 
singing, gargling with some water, oh, I like that. anything but like that that stimulates around here yeah. is really good for um, your vagal nerve. Right. So do it. It's like the perfect time of the year, isn't it? To just sing your heart out. I wonder if that's why we get oh. um, Christmas carol people. Go around your doors. Yeah. I wouldn't like to see you outside my door, to be honest. I wouldn't be outside your door, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, so not even going there. Um, or an early Christmas tree. So that's really good. Then what about Christmas Day itself? Because that is statistically it's up there with moving, isn't it? That what the challenges you have on Christmas Day? Staying calm. Making sure that dinner's ready. Making sure to keep everyone calm because you know there's always some of the family that goes. So you got yourself a girlfriend yet? <laughs> and you just like right, there's a new stop on my life. Yeah. What what's your advice for, for family drama then? Yeah, family drama and, and this is this could be quite a big one, couldn't it? Because it gets quite tense sometimes, doesn't it? And like you say, you get asked all these questions yeah. whether you don't want to yeah. answer. So do you know what? I think the thing is just to accept yes. how people are. You probably know they're gonna be like that. Mm. Yes. Okay. So just accept it. Yeah. Put differences aside. Yes. Christmas Day. Right. And then hit the new year really hard. Oh, and I you thought you were going to say something else. And it's knocking on. <laughs> I've got Get another way of doing it. I've got another way of doing it. I find that when you've cooked your, 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 um, your roasters, yeah. accidentally slip, pull the pan out, smash it <laughs> no right with chops. And all the words no, wonders. I like that. I slip to the end of the day. They are. You, you can watch, watch all the Queen's speeches then. I'll tell you, yes. I'm only here for the Doctor Christmas special. Oh, it's not on anymore. Leave it. It's not. It's not. It's New Year's Day specials. Yeah, so basically in a nutshell then bullet points as far as joe how do we cope with the christmas period bullet points well let well plan for it you can plan for that we know what's coming yeah mm -hmm. so plan for when you need to do the cooking and when you need to do the shopping and mm -hmm. plan for some time for you as well yeah put your differences aside with people accept yeah. that you know that's what the, what they might be like and um, Acknowledge your feelings and emotions. Yes. It's all right. You don't have to be mega happy. No. It's okay to be as you are. Yeah. If you're feeling a bit lonely or isolated, there's always community around you, whether that's online mm. or not. If you're persistently feeling low, then just reach out and get some professional help as well. Like talk to your doctor yeah, or yeah. professional mental health um, person. So, you know, there's plenty of things that we can do to kind of get through this period if it's yeah. a challenge for you. Snow is falling. All around us. You're exercising that Vegas muscle, aren't you? I am, I am, because Why? Santa's coming to town. That's very good, that. It's Father Christmas, everybody. Hello, Santa's Oh, hello. Father Christmas, how are you, Father Christmas? Are you okay? I'm very well. I'm just having technical difficulties all the way up here at the North Pole. Never mind. Uh, are, you, are you in green or red at the moment? Oh, I'm definitely red. 
Good. Always. Quite the way to be. Now, we were just talking to one of our guests a minute ago, Father Christmas, about getting through Christmas, and we forgot to ask, how do you cope with delivering so many presents in such a short time? Well, you see, I have this special magic dust, and whenever I rub it through my fingers, I just make a click, and I just think where I need to go, and then... In an instance, every time you blink, that's whenever I deliver all the presents that I can. Wow. Oh, that's and, uh, that. What are most of the children asking for this year, Father Christmas? Well, they've been asking for PS5s and flickers and uh, uh, bikes and, and uh, uh, Fortnite things as well. So gone are the days of tangerines and stockings then. Yes. It's, it's all got a bit crazy, hasn't it, with all these technical things that people want delivering? It, it has, yes. The PS5 has been one of the most asked for present. But my elves have been working really, really hard. And I, and I never make a promise that I can't keep. So I let the children know that if we can't make it this time, we'll try our best for another time. So, Santa, what are you bringing for us then? For you. Yes, well, well us at the Your Manchester studio. Is Brandon on the naughty under... list or the nice list? <sighs> well, Brandon, well, sometimes I find it hard understanding his accent. I do watch the show every week. Santa watches our show every week. I know, you see, it's a very popular show. It's where the city and the North Pole come to talk. talk, yes. I've even picked up the Northern Irish accent. I can do one. You can do a Northern Irish accent. Yes, I can. Go on, let's hear it then. Hi, are you there, Brandon? Oh. It's really nice seeing you. I've watched your show every single day. That is That's bizarre that you can do that, that I do, Belinda. Alright, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Santa. He's got his magic dust in his fingers, love. You'll have a great time. Well, there you go. Just make sure to blink. So I'm sorry we couldn't do a video link, cause, but maybe if we can do another time, I might might be able to get my my uh, Santa Chrome fi fixed, and then you can see me, and then because I am a very the real deal here, you know? Well, course, a, a lot course. of kids these days, you know, they say that you don't exist. And I've been a firm believer my entire <laughs> years that you do <laughs> firmly exist, Father Christmas. You've been putting presents under her tree many times, haven't you? Now, well, we've had a couple... There's, there's a few baubles on her tree anyway. <laughs> 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 we, we've had a message from a couple of people. Uh, first of all, there's the Tattons, and they'd like to um, ask, um, will you definitely be there this Christmas, even though there's been this strange pandemic thing that's been going around? Well, I can say this to everyone, and I want everyone in the world to listen, and everybody that watches your show. I'm a magical being, and these things don't affect me, because no matter what, during all the world wars and all the things that have happened in the past, they've always had a Christmas and I've always managed to deliver presents to all the boys and girls and the mummies and daddies all around the world and nothing will ever stop me from doing that. That's amazing. Oh, thank you, so I'm guessing you're very, very busy at the moment, so we will let you go. Um, thank you very much. You know what? It's been an absolute honour. I absolutely love your show. And uh, uh, Mrs. Claus, she says... Santa, it's on! Your Manchester is on! And we both point our finger and we go, Your Manchester! 
That one. Samsung like does that. our symbol. What can we say? That's uh, that promotion right there. Right thank then. you for that, Santa. Thank you very much, Santa. We think he's awesome. Yes. I bet. I bet yeah. so. Yeah. I bet so. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Santa, for joining us on the show. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Get back to the grotto and make sure you get them toys ready because we know you only come once a year. So we hope you're working well. Yes, I, yes. But whenever I do come once a year, it's really good. I bet you do. Marvellous. Thank you, Santa. Bye. Thank you, Santa. Thank you. Merry Christmas and an air hug and a Santa hug from me to you and, and, and Belinda and Brandon and everybody that works on your show and everybody in Manchester and the whole of the world. Santa loves you all. And we're quite fond of the North Pole as well. We really Thank you, Santa. Are. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for today's show. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk Future Fibre, the UK's fastest and most reliable broadband technology, which is now available here in Manchester. To see if your postcode can get Future Fibre, search Talk Talk Future Fibre right now.